Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the personal development podcast for authors, entrepreneurs, and career professionals who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me as always, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all-around good guy, Ted Fells. Happy Monday. Happy Monday it is. Those Mondays are coming around faster and faster. Man. Faster and faster. Before you know it, we'll be 80 years old. Man, these things are just like flying. <laughs> Absolutely. Time is not stopping. We're already up to 143 episodes. The 30-minute hour podcast. Only 143? Only 140. You thought we had 200? Yeah, I thought I thought we were past that. You sure we didn't start going back? I thought at one point it was like 146 or something. <laughs> no, we, we didn't start counting backwards. We're at, we're at 143. Yeah, oh. we're up to 143. All right. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's right. As you can tell, this is not your everyday podcast. No. Nope. I don't think we warned Bob. Uh, backstage, but Bob, this is not your everyday podcast. We we oh, tend good. to do things a little different here on the thirty minute like hour. It. But the good news is you can watch us live on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on YouTube by just going to a, the thirty minute hour pages on on each of those platforms, and then later you can go back and listen to the replay on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any of those platforms if you like to get your podcast. And I'd like to talk about our sponsor for the week. Our sponsor for the week, it's the Bernie L. Bates Foundation. That's right. Bernie L. Bates Foundation, they're a nonprofit organization and they help provide scholarships. They provide assistance to the less fortunate. It's a great organization, the Bernie L. Bates Foundation. I'm going to be presenting a webinar that's sponsored by the Bernie L. Bates Foundation. I need you to mark your calendar. And more importantly, I need you to show up on this free webinar. Don't just mark your calendar, Ted, right? You know? <laughs> like, okay, I'm I need you there. I need you there. It's marked in, but I'm sitting on the couch. I'm out. Peace. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I didn't think I was going. But I knew it was happening. I just didn't, you know, have something else to do. Right. So it's going to be Tuesday, December 14th. At 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm doing a webinar series, the Discipline of Now webinar series. This is part three of a four-part series. We're helping people to become more productive, get more done, overcome procrastination. And it's sponsored by the Bernie L. Bates Foundation, Tuesday, December 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you register. To register, you go to www.blb. I-N-C dot O-R-G. So Eric, so Eric, if they missed the first two parts, is there a way that they can get to that? Oh, absolutely. Um, so we'll be sending out the recording. So once you register, we'll have your email address and we're sending everybody the recording uh, of the previous two and you'll get a replay of even the one we do on December 14th as well. So don't worry about it. And it's designed so that you don't have to, you know, see number one to be caught up once you get to number three. You can jump in whenever 
and still get some valuable nuggets and then later go back and watch what you missed. So the Bernie Oak Bates Foundation, it's an outstanding organization. They do a lot of great things for the community. So please make sure you take the time to register for this free event that we have coming up. And don't forget about the What Now movement. Shout out to those of you who are watching me right now who are in the What Now movement. Don't forget to uh, go to the What Now movement Facebook group and hit join and we'll let you in. Today's Marketing Monday. You can put your a link to your business or your venture and we'll make sure we share and support. And then what? don't forget to share the show. Share the show. It's simple, pro- simple price to pay. Yeah, share the show. I, I like Bob. That, that, that's a great thing. You know what he said? That's a simple price to pay. Just share the show. That's right? it. That's Cause, it. Because our goal is to help you to laugh, to learn, and ultimately level up. If you feel like we've accomplished that for you today, just go ahead and share the show. And as I always say, even if you don't feel we accomplished it, share the show anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll definitely try to do better the next time, but we didn't, right. we didn't get it right for you this time. So give us a chance. Make sure you, you you share the show. Hey, Eric, you may want to tell them a bit about coffee and conversations that we just had this past weekend. Yes. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of that. So we had this past Saturday, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time in the What Now Movement group, we did our coffee and conversation episode. And we, the theme was to help you to get ready for 2022, right? And we, we, we talked about several different areas. We talked about becoming more productive. We talked about getting your marketing together. Uh, we talked about how to position yourself for promotion. What do you need to know to do business with the federal government? There was a lot of good, interesting topics. And so you can go into the What Now Movement Facebook group and check out the replay. And we, we had people who put questions in the comments and, and said, and we answered their questions live in real time. So definitely make sure you check that out. It's Coffee and Conversation it was from uh, this past Saturday, December the 4th. And by the way, if you have qu- questions for a future episode, because we're going to do this, the next one's January the 8th. So if, if we, we're, we're doing this, you have an opportunity to put your questions in. You can just go to the what now movement at gmail.com and send in questions that you have for a future episode. And we'll, we'll be happy to answer that for you. But Ted, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right. So Ted. Yes, Eric. I have something that's on my mind. Please share, Eric. All right. So today we're going to talk about how to get out of your own way. Hmm. That's right. That's the theme of today's show. How do you get out of your own way? And, and I must confess that this past weekend, I was getting in my own way. <laughs> I have to confess that, right? Uh, I was at the mall and, and I was attempting to find my daughter's favorite store. You know, it's the Christmas season, the holiday season. I'm trying to find her favorite store. So first I walked through the automatic doors and I walked the entire floor, but I I couldn't find the store, right? I was getting in my own way. So so next I got on the elevator and I went up to the second floor and I walked the entire floor, just couldn't find what I was looking for. 
I, I did the same thing, went to the third, got on the elevator, went to the third floor, couldn't find what I was looking for. I was frustrated. I got back on the elevator. I went back to the first floor. I was about to leave the mall. As I stepped out of the elevator, I noticed there was this big map hanging by the entrance door. And I missed it, right? There's a big map. And on top of the map, I saw these words. It said, you are here. Mm. I looked to see where I was. And then I noticed that the store I was looking for was right next to the entrance of the mall. Wow. Where I had originally started. <laughs> wow. Wow. Why did I tell you this? And what does this have to do with getting out of your own way? All right. There's a big takeaway that you, you have to get this. Like this is so important. And this is the part of the show. We really, we need your undivided attention. And I know a lot of you listen to us while you're driving. You may just want to pull over to the side of the road. You're in the gym. You're on the treadmill. This is that part of the program where you press pause on the treadmill. That's right. Not the show. So on, the treadmill. on the treadmill. That's right, Bob. Follow us and stay with us here, Bob. <laughs> so, so, Ted, anything else that people need to do? Bob, this is where you got to put the ham sandwich down. Like you, you're, you're nibbling on the ham sandwich no matter how good it is. You need to set it aside, listen in. It's about, get, it's about to get good. That's right. Put the ham sandwich down. Here's what you need to know about. We're talking about how do you get out of your own way. Here's the takeaway. Getting where you're going starts with knowing where you are. Mm. We said it again. Getting yeah. where you're going starts with knowing where you are. Mm. Right. So I bring this up because our guest today, he helps clients to know where they are so they can get where they're going. Right. The first step is that whole thing about awareness. You need to know where you stand. You need to know where you are. It's like with the map. And he happens to be the author of the best-selling book, Get Out of Your Own Way. And he's, and he's been personally responsible for helping thousands of entrepreneurs generate millions of dollars in profit. The national speaker, an entrepreneur, having spent over 3,500 hours on stages and helped more than 15,000 people across the United States. He's been featured on over 40 podcasts. He's a founding member of the Forbes Real Estate Council and provides direction and information in the real estate space for all of the Forbes readers. He's been published in ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, Yahoo News, Small Business, Trendsetters, The Money Show, The Miami Herald. Bottom line, he is somebody. Mm. <laughs> he is somebody. I, I just love, so, so, I, I'm not gonna lie, I love the way you said that. He is somebody. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's right. So please join me in welcoming to the 30-Minute Hour Podcast, Bob McIntosh. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. And for all of you watching, oh, yeah. thanks for taking your time. If Whether you're on live or watching later, your time is your most valuable asset. So I appreciate you giving it to, to this show. Absolutely. Uh, we're definitely happy to have you. It's an honor. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. Let's roll back the clock. Uh, what were your initial career plans when you an undergraduate. I know you went to the Rochester Institute of Technology. What were your what were the plans for your career at that time? Uh, so yeah, it was maybe maybe a little bit crazy, but uh, more or less the way, simplest way I can put it is I wanted to hack banks. 
Um, and that's what I did. So I, I learned, learned technology and business side and, and uh, actually got a job doing that. So uh, it was funny. I, I had, a, had a mentor come in and she was like, this is what I'm doing. And I'm just sitting there going, what? That looks so cool. So I was like, that's what I'm doing. That's where I'm going, making it happen. Um, little did I know I'd end up here, but uh, it was a good start nonetheless. So, so let me ask this. So hacking banks, you were an, an ethical hacker. Or were you? Okay. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm coming to you live from, from, from a country with no extradition. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, we did it. We broke their security, showed them how to patch up the holes, how to make sure they're more secure and make sure that, that, you know, actual hackers couldn't do those things. Good stuff. And it's a bit more so complicated you, than that, but you know, that's a, that's a simple version. <laughs> so see, so you were in the, in the banking industry doing ethical hacking as Ted like to describe it here. Um, how did you make it? How do you go from the banks to being an entrepreneur and speaking on stages? I mean, what, what were the, what were those experiences that led to that point? Yeah. So I, it was interesting. I was fortunate enough to leave college with about 10 grand courtesy of my parents and grandparents. So I had a, a little bit, not, not a lot, but a little bit. And, um, I remember sitting there going, well, what am I going to do with this? Like, Everyone I know is like, oh, you should go on a trip or you should, you know, go backpacking in Europe or you should like, you know, all this like crazy stupid stuff, buy a new car or, or whatever. And I was like, no, I want to do something different with it. But I just couldn't figure out what. And I kept reading books about different ideas and things. And I finally stumbled upon Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. And he talked about real estate. And I, to that point, never thought about real estate as a investment option. It was just like, oh, you buy a house for yourself, like not, you know, anything other than that. And I got really fascinated with that. And uh, so I took my 10 grand, bought my very first rental property. And then I was like, well, this is cool. I'm making money every month. This is awesome. But now I have no more money. So how do I get more money? And then, so then I started doing that. And I, my, my, uh, my dad had started his own business with his dad. So it kind of came from that. And I was like, okay, well, how do I make this new business? And then that just spawned from there into where we're at now, which is um, several businesses later and just getting very good at marketing, specifically in the digital front, obviously pairing my background of technology with uh, the digital just kind of made the most sense. Okay, good. And, and so if you could go back to your, to the Rochester Institute of Technology, it's 2022 and you're given the commencement address, but what advice would you give the class of 22 based on your experiences? Uh, I would very simply say this, spend the next 12 to 24 months figuring out what you really want not what your degree said you should be doing, not what your parents said you should be doing. Because look, at this age, you've got no attachments, more than likely, probably no family, probably no kids. You know, you can, you know, your, your body can survive a couple years of the mac and cheese and ramen noodle diet, um, you know, and uh, just, just figure it out, right? There's never, there's literally never been a better time to be an entrepreneur than, than right now. The availability and access to information and ability to sell, especially because of COVID, um, has just been, it's phenomenal. And so spend some time, figure, like, just try it. Maybe it doesn't work. You know, if you're graduating, you still have that, you still have that piece of paper. You can always go back and get that job at that point in time. But I promise you, if you're in an interview and you say, yeah, I spent a couple of years trying to see if I wanted to be a business owner, they're not going to, no one's going to question that. They're going to say, oh man, this guy's a go-getter if you're trying, you know, trying to do that. You know, so mm. just, just try it. And not gonna hurt. I'm glad you put that up. That's that's good advice. I think it seems like the school system they condition you to take the traditional path. 
very much you so. Got, you got the piece of paper and you have to go work for this company for 45 years and then get the white picket fence and everything else. Nice gold now watch out of the back. You're right, right, right. You know, they're, so they get the opportunity to try to be an entrepreneur when you're young. That's the best time to explore. So I, awesome. I remember there was a, a, a company that made demotivational posters and they might still actually do it. I don't know, but there was one that had this like busted up pencil that had been chewed on the eraser's gone, the metal parts all thing, you know, and it's only like, you know, super tiny, like less than an inch. And it's, and it just said retirement because you've given us everything you've got and we don't need you anymore. And I remember seeing that going, damn, if that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're here on the 30 minute hour podcast. Welcome to those of you who just joined us. And feel free to comment in the comment section. You can say hello. We'll, we'll do our best to shout you out. If you've got questions, you can put your questions in the comment section. Again, we're talking here to the entrepreneur, author of Get Out of Your Own Way, the, the international best-selling book. So make sure you put your questions. So, so Bob, you were you founded the Three Degrees Consulting. Yes. So first off, let's talk about the name. Like, like how do you, I'm always fascinated by these different names because it's so, I don't think we, in the opening, in the original phase, you realize how critical that name is, right? Mm. But <laughs> so I'm curious, how, how did you get, arrive on the name Three Degrees Consulting? Uh, yes, yeah, so it's actually a very fun story. So my business partner, her name's Gigi, um, and she's born and raised in New Orleans. Or Nolan, sorry, I say it, I say it incorrectly from from my my northernness. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're down there for one of our very very first clients ever. Right after we started the business, we didn't even have a name yet. We just had an idea of we're going to do this marketing thing, and uh, it just happened to be the only weekend that I could get down there was Mardi Gras weekend. So we went down, we worked with the business a couple of days beforehand, and, and I told her I was like, "Hey, I've never been to Mardi Gras, so let's go have some fun." So we're having some fun and. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, any of you've ever been in, to New Orleans, but you can drink on the street. So I'm, I'm having some beers or, you know, whatever. And there's apparently only two rules in Mardi Gras. Rule number one is no fighting. Rule number two is no urination in public. As long as you don't do those two things, you're good. Everything else goes. Everything else those good. two things are no. <laughs> so we're walking and I'm like, Gigi, I got to go to the bathroom. Like we got to, we got to find somewhere. And we're kind of in like the middle of this like sort of residential section. There's not really anywhere to go. And we walk by this, this one college. And they have the whole thing cordoned off with the caution tape. And uh, she's like, we're going to go in here. I was like, no, but they're having a private party. Like literally says private party, do not enter, right? So in five minutes of conversation with some guy standing outside the door, we're in to use the bathroom. We're back out after the bathroom. He invites us to come back for the rest of Mardi Gras that weekend and for next year's Mardi Gras as well. Mm. And I'm just like, like, I was mind blown. And I said to her, I was like, Gigi, I was like, you know that old saying that everyone is six degrees from Kevin Bacon? That's BS. You're three degrees from everybody because you'll, you'll just talk and become friends with anybody. And it just became a thing and it stuck. And so that's, that's where the name came from. And, and there's other variations to it. Like one of the big things that we follow is Tony Robbins. And he always talks about how, you know, a two millimeter shift or if a ship's just a few degrees off course, like three degrees off course and a thousand miles, it's around the world in the, in the wrong direction. So we, we aim to help people shift their course in the right direction and make sure they're going. So se several, several purposes, but it's a fun story, at least for me anyways. <laughs> So, so is, is that your that's your mission, helping people shift in the right direction or? Yeah, um, specifically, we help them shift in the right direction with their Internet marketing. One of the things that we found out there is that there's literally a ton of 
gurus, and I use that that air quotes for those of you listening, if you're not watching, um, who took a course from some guy for a couple hours, and now all of a sudden they're internet marketing experts and they know everything, and you know they're and and nine times out of ten they drop the ball, just not necessarily because they're not good people, whatever, but they just don't have the depth of experience. And so one of our phrasing is that we're digital marketing fiduciaries. We're here to make sure we do the right thing by you, not just tell you what you want to hear or sell you something that we think you need. Um, and I've had more than enough clients in my time of doing this that we basically say, they say, we want this. And I say, that's not going to work. In fact, it's, it's a terrible idea. And they say, well, that's what we want to do. And I say, cool, that's not, then we're not your, your, we're not your people. We're here to help you get the right thing, go the right way, shift your business in the right direction. Because I know if I do that for you, I'll be a part of your business forever because I've helped you grow. And so how did you, how did you acquire your level of expertise as it relates to internet marketing? Uh, trial and error and necessity. So when my dad, my dad and I started our real estate business, we were flipping houses from 2009 was when we bought our very first house um, all the way until really just a few years ago. Now we're focused more on commercial properties and rental properties. But um, through that process, uh, we did everything in Buffalo, New York, in the Buffalo area, which is where I grew up and where my parents still live right now. Uh, but I lived in Los Angeles, 3,000 miles away. So I was like, well, I need to be able to contribute in some way to this business, but I didn't know what at first. And I found that I was actually very good at digital marketing because I understood the technology, I understood how to deploy that, and I understood how to make it work. And then I, I went and I learned the marketing aspects of it um, and just paired the two together. And so the majority of our deals, uh, I mean, not the majority, but about 35% of all the houses we ever flipped came from our digital marketing efforts. Um, and then also I got very good at raising money um, because, you know, when you're in Los Angeles and you tell someone you can buy the whole house and fix it uh, for 250000 and that's like not even a down payment for most people over there. It's like, what? <laughs> it becomes a, a little bit easier to have those conversations. So um, through that process and then, you know, I got very good at digital marketing and then just realized, hey, there's a need for me to help people with this. So Three Degrees Consulting was born out of that need. Hmm. Hmm. And, and who is your target client or your target audience? Uh, so we work uh, a lot with two primary target audiences. The first is any sort of e-commerce store. So if you're selling something online, which is obviously booming right now, um, we can help you do that more through scaling paid advertising, through SEO, through lots of ways. Um, and then the second is specifically for real estate investors, not necessarily agents, but investors who are flipping houses, doing rental properties, maybe developing or buying commercial spaces, um, just because that's where I came from. So I have a, a lot of knowledge in that space, too. So we help both of those people excel. And a lot of your work is based on this idea of getting out of your own way. And I just found this to be an interesting topic. I think there's a lot of. I, I see parallels to some of the things that I talk about with some of the things that you talk about. So, so I'm just curious to hear from you. Like, like what, is, what are the most common examples you see with entrepreneurs as far as how they get in their own way? Uh, so the most common, I would say, is the never-ending pursuit of perfection and the idea mm -hmm. that this needs to be perfect. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, in my opinion. The reason that so many of us become entrepreneurs is because things aren't perfect. And we know that if we had the opportunity to do it ourselves, we can make it closer to what we think is perfect. So mm -hmm. we leave our jobs, we start our business, we do this thing, we find and say, oh, I can do that better than anybody else. Um, but that also creates, and that's what creates the business. And that's what fuels it in most cases. And that's what gets it to a certain level. Usually that 
you know, multiple six figure level, you get there, right? Because you're pushing and you've got grinding. But at a certain point in time, usually when you start bumping closer to that million dollar mark or high, high six figures mark is what I've seen from a revenue standpoint, you become your own bottleneck. Uh, you, 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 your pursuit for perfection doesn't allow you to let go and actually scale further. Um, and, I, and I see this in so many little ways from, you know, even at inception of like picking a logo, like, let's be real. Nobody cares about your, unless your logo is like a Nazi swastika, like no one, like no one's rolling into your business going, man, your logo sucks. I'm not going to do business with you. Right. Like it's, a, it just, it just doesn't really happen. Right. Cause it's about the people. It's about who you are. Um, so why, why are you stressing about getting, you know, that logo to be three pixels to the left instead of the, like, nobody cares. Just go, go get customers and you'll be fine. Um, and then you know, all the way into like, you know, you know one, thing on, one thing on that is a great point, Bob, is that a lot of the big companies, they have real simple logos, mm -hmm. like real simple logos. Right. And so that's a that's a great point that you that you make about that, because you we do think that, you know, this logo that we're making is going to be so super that it's going to make people just come knocking, our, knocking our door down to get to to do business with us. So that's a great yeah. point. It's, it's important to us, but it's not important to anybody else. And that's, that's to me, the pinnacle of getting in your own way, right? Cause you're letting something that's only relevant to you stop you from impacting the lives that you have. And I truly believe if you're an entrepreneur or aspiring to be, or thinking about becoming one, then at the end of the day, you have something that someone needs. And if you do, it's your moral obligation to help them in whatever way that they need to with the skill sets that you were given. So, so how do how do you help people to overcome this perfectionism habit? There's there's lots of ways. We I focus a lot in the digital marketing space, obviously given what we do. And what I found there is there's a there's a level of and this is not to say it's everybody, but particularly with I'll say those who are over about the age of 45 or so, uh, of fear of technology, right? And and uh, one of the things I hear all the time, and, and this, whether you're, whether you have that fear of technology or not, you can apply the same logic. Just so just stick with me for a second. Um, one of the, the phrases I hear the most is, well, I'm not techie or I'm computer illiterate or something of that nature. Right. And how many times do we hear, or have you told yourself, if you're listening or watching this right now, have you told yourself something similar in your business? Oh, I, I'm not this kind of person. I'm bad at names. I'm this, right. We speak our own problem that creates the problem and perpetuates it. And so I try to help people say, first and foremost, you got to change what you're saying, right? You're not computer illiterate. You're not, you're not a techie, you know, you know, you're not tech challenged. You're, you know, you're not bad at names. You're getting better at names. You're getting better at technology. You're open to learning technology. You're open to becoming a computer master, right? Maybe you'll never actually reach the level of that. It doesn't matter. But if you're open to it, if we simply change the wording that we say, it changes the entire perspective and it changes the entire conversation that we that's awesome. We, we have a question from uh, Walter Ellerby. Shout out to you, Walter, for um, commenting and chiming in. He says that can you take these lessons about getting out of your own way and apply them to other professions? Walter, first and foremost, thanks for dropping in. Second of all, great question. And absolutely you can. Because look, even if, even if you have a job, like a regular job, you're not, you're not an aspiring entrepreneur, you're not trying to go that route, and that's totally cool, right? You have a job. 
how often does our, our are we like are you worried about oh i gotta i gotta tweak this last minute thing or this over here or that over there versus trying to accomplish the end goal of the project you're working on or the task that you've been assigned or anything of that nature and if you simply reframe for yourself hey what's the goal that i'm after and is my current set of actions in alignment with accomplishing the goal and nine times out of ten right we're going to find that if we're if we're truly in our own way our actions are not in alignment with with accomplishing the goal right it, or or if they are it's an incremental change instead of a massive change and i talk about in my book the 80 20 rule because everyone knows that right it's it's easy it's easy to understand and most of the time when you're getting in your own way it's you're stuck on that last 20% and 80% of the time that last 20 will not make the difference not for the time input that's going to require so stop for a second and by the way one of the things you're going to find the most is when you're in your way the most is when you are also generally the most frustrated. So Eric, your example of the mall, right? Going up and getting more and more frustrated, like, fine, I'm going to finally leave. That's when you're usually the most in your way. Sure, sure. But, but I think the key thing is I think you have to recognize that you're being a perfectionist. But not only that, I think it helps if you really get underneath of that, right? You almost like you have to know where you are. You know, is it deep down that I'm just afraid? So, I, you know, I, I'm not a techie yeah. when it comes to doing podcasts. So it's easier for me not to do anything because I'm afraid, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Walter uh, says he's, a, he's an educator and a former business te teacher. Shout out again to him for chiming in. So let, let's talk about this book, Get Out of Your Own Way. So, so what was it that motivated you to actually create a book? Couple things. Uh, so first and foremost, I am the most guilty of getting in my own way. Literally, that's part of the reason why I wrote the book, right? Like there was um, my very, the real estate business, the very first business, because I'm techie. I was like, you know what? I'm going to build our website for us, you know? And I, just, I literally spent like three months working on this website. Now, mind you, this, this is 2009. So this is not like a Squarespace Wix days where you can have it done in 15, 20 minutes. Like I'm in the, in the code making this happen. Right. And I finally get to a point where I'm like, okay, I think it's good. I send it off to my coach and he goes, this looks like crap. It's done. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, right, right through the heart. Right. And that was like the first time that I really was like, okay, well, you know, I got to, and I still hadn't figured it out yet, but I started, started figuring it out at that point in time. And then, um, the reason that I talked about the logo is because the logo was, was sort of the last straw. So I spent, like I said, about 30, like you said about 3,500 hours on stage teaching a lot of people. And there was a woman that came up to me and she's like, Bob, I, I totally understand all this internet marketing. It makes a lot of sense, but I can't do any of this. And I need to come back to the class another time. And I'm like, why? Just let, hold on, time out. Why? She's like, cause my logo is not done. And I was like, okay, well, we can still do everything else and just add the logo later. She's like, no, I've been working on it for six months and it's not there yet. And I can't want, and I'm like, pump the brakes. Hang on a second. I'm like, you've been working on your logo for six months. And it, I was like, you, hold on. Right. And, and here's this, and, and, and this, she's sweet woman. She's like 70 something years old. She was in her own way. Cause she was so adamant that the logo had to be perfect. And literally like, hadn't even gone to register her business or do anything else because this was that thing. And I was like, Whole, and I, and I, and it just, it snapped for me in that moment. Like how many other people have I talked to over the last few years 
and it may not be a logo, maybe it's something else, but they're in their, they're in their own way. And they don't even realize it because they're so, they have, they're like a horse with blinders on and they're focused on this one thing and they can't see anything else around them. And so I was like, Hey, I, I want to share. And the reason for that is that I found myself doing the same thing. And I was like, here's what I found worked for me. And then I was able to interview a bunch of seven, eight and nine figure business owners about what worked for them. Cause obviously they've had some sort of success if they're at that level. So what worked for them too, and sort of combine that into this book to say, not only help myself, but to help everybody else that I talk to. Good. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned the loser. I, I've even seen the logo thing. Even if I'm working with someone to overcome procrastination. There, there's always a reason like that, why they can't start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's always it's think, an elephant. It's an elephant-sized reason. <laughs> right, right, right. No, so I'm glad you're pointing this out. Um, so, so what are, what are some other key tips that you have from the book that on, that our entrepreneur followers are, are benefit from? Yeah. So the other, the biggest thing, and and I have a whole chapter just about this, but uh, is focusing on excellence instead of perfection. And there's a mm-hmm. big difference between the two. Um, that I want all of you watching or listening to take down. So this might be a, a second to stop and write something down. Or uh, as we were saying before, focus, pause, put the ham sandwich down. Um, but uh, yeah, so f- excellence is defined by everybody else. Perfection is defined by you. So mm-hmm. nothing can ever be perfect because if you're measuring perfection by somebody else's standards, you'll never reach it. But something can be excellent and not perfect. And I always go back to the most obvious example, which is iPhone versus Android. Okay. When you look at iPhone, right, it's definitely not perfect. Every iteration, they make two or three minor, you know, changes and then like one big change and that's it. But it works very, very well. It doesn't crash for the most part. It doesn't have problems. The things that are on there work flawlessly, right? Whereas you go to like, let's take Samsung, because they're you know the biggest Android provider for on the, on the other side, they'll cram 40 new things into a phone. Half of them kind of work or you know break sometimes or you know not quite what they said or whatever, but they've got 40 new things and they talk about it. There is no right answer or wrong answer. They're both excellent phones, but neither one of them is perfect. Because in a perfect world, we'd have all the all the latest and greatest technology and it works flawlessly. But we don't have that, right? But Here's something that people still buy by the, the, the millions, right? You know, it's insane how many phones are sold on a day-to-day basis. And it's not a perfect product, but it is an excellent product. So what mm-hmm. can you do in your business to create excellence for your customers, for your clients, for your team members, and for you that's not perfect, but it's still really, really good. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. What role do you think uh, like mentors or coaches, external help, what, what role do they play in this idea of getting out of your own way? I think a critical role, whether it be a paid coach, a mentor, a friend, just an outside perspective from, from your customers, from your clients, from you know, someone who sees your business. Um, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we can find ourselves so deep into the weeds of what we're doing that we, we lose it. You know, one of the things I always hear, always hear is, you know, you you can't see the forest through the trees. You can't see the picture if you're in the frame, right? Same, same idea. Um, but that external perspective. Now this is, this is in, again, my opinion, one of the most important things it's critical to get external perspective. It's not critical to take it or listen to it. And this is where people get wrong in my opinion. Just because someone says something about your business from their perspective does not mean that you need to change what you're doing, adjust your course, whatever. Um, I always say it's like a 
a, a pair of pants or some clothing, right? Try it on, see how it fits. If it's snug, maybe we change it a little bit. Maybe you go, go up a little bit, change it a little bit. If it's like totally off whack, it's like cheetah pants and you're more of a khakis kind of guy. Well, then maybe we just, cool. I appreciate it. I tried it on. Doesn't, doesn't work for me. Let's roll. But uh, try it on. And then if it works, great. If it doesn't, that's okay. At least you listen. Now that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point. Everyone has a, an opinion or perspective, right? And, and, and you would never get anything done if you listen to if you made a change for everyone's opinion or perspective, it is your business, right? It's your book. I mean, you take that, that insight, that feedback and, you know, and you, you know, you can choose whether you're going to implement that or, you know, or not, you know, it's kind of funny. I, you know, I've had people say in the past, Oh man, you know, Ted, you, you have an issue of taking feedback. I'm like, well, no, it's not that just cause I don't do it. Does not mean right. I have issue with it. I want you to continue to give me feedback because eventually there may be something that I, you know, I may see doing, but at the end of the day, that's your project, that's your business. You're going to have to, you know, live with it. And, you know, and like you said, Bob, I mean, if the cheetah pants are not your thing, man, I mean, don't, don't go putting on some zebra pants. Yeah. Keep keep your khakis. So so I feel bad because I got cheetah pants on right now, but that's a whole other thing there. But (laughs) But no, no I, you know, I can relate, Bob. You, as far you're gonna be as, thinking about cheetah pants all night now. He's added into his cart right now. I already know it. No, Eric, don't ever let me see you in no cheetah pants. Man. <laughs> no. <laughs> that'll, that'll put our friendship at risk. <laughs> it'll, it'll oh, be man. But, but now, so what you said about being discerning about the feedback, I, I think it's critical. I remember I was uh, when I was at Toastmasters international I would, I would compete in these contests and i would go around and get feedback and people would say these things oh you know you need to change this like you need to change a major part of your speech you need to do this you need to do that and i sometimes i'd take it to heart but i had a coach and so i would video the presentation and then i talked to my coach got by him with ed tate and and he would say no no don't listen to that no you're fine <laughs> You know, and Ed is a world class, spoken all over the world, world champion. So I knew I could trust his advice. So I think that's where, you know, having that coach or outside person, they can help you to that. If you're getting feedback, if someone says you should change some aspect of your business, someone that's at a higher level can help you to navigate through that. Yeah. And I would also add too, like who, so in your case, right, you're listening to someone who is at where you want to be. Right. So I might right. take that advice. That's going to have a bit more weight to me than, you know, um, my, my friend Joe, who, you know, is working a night shift, uh, you know, as a garbage man, you know, and he's giving me business advice. Well, you know, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. But maybe it's not for me. Yeah, no, this is great. So not only do you have the, the get out of your own way book, but you've also got the get out of your own way podcast. So, so tell us about that. What, what can people expect when they tune in? Yeah, so you can expect great conversations with interesting twists and conversations that you may not have heard from people that you've listened to before. Um, one of the things that I find the most important in the conversations that I have is sharing a wide variety of stories of how people have gotten out of their own way. Because no matter what I say, like I can give you a framework, I can give you a step-by-step process, I can do all of that stuff. But that may not work for you because your unique situation is unique to you. So I like having conversations with folks in different 
industries, niches, uh, spaces, like all kinds of things. And the reason for that is, is that that person's story might be the one thing that you need to hear to make the shift for you to have your own monumental shift. And, and literally, I've had conversations with, uh, I had on a woman, a fantastic woman named Lisa. I met her, she's a, a recovering alcoholic, and I met her at an all-inclusive, all-you-can-drink-and-eat resort. And I remember thinking to myself, well, this is an interesting conversation. I need, I need to know more about this, like, right? And it's just, and it's that, but she found a way for her to, to be surrounded by that and still be okay. And I thought that was fascinating. So not, it's not just about entrepreneurs and success and all that. It's about, hey, even down to, you know, something totally different that someone found a way to get out of their own way and have success in what they needed to in that moment. And so that's what I love about the show is that you find these awesome characters with interesting conversations talking about things you may not have heard before. That's awesome. That's awesome. And how many episodes do you have so far? I believe this week will launch episode 40, if I'm correct. Awesome. Or maybe 39. I'm not sure. I'd have to ask my team. Fantastic. (laughs) Good, good, good. Well, congratulations to you on the success of your podcast and the success of your book. Uh, What's next on the horizon for you? World domination. (laughs) World domination. Wow. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I, I say that jokingly, but, uh, the next on the horizon is just, is just scaling up the, the thing that I found, not, not just the, the business, but the business, the podcast, the people that we help, uh, I'm on a mission to help as many folks as I can get out of their own way, have success and utilize the internet to help them, you know, increase their business, start a business, make money, whatever it's going to be. And I can't do that unless I have amazing supporters like the two of you who are uh, gracious enough to host me on this, on this show and uh, all of you watching or listening, coming and checking out and giving me support because as much as it's great for me, it's always about the, it's about the people that we're helping and, and that we're serving. Um, for me, it's always been number one. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. So, I mean, you're doing a lot of things. I mean, from speaking to coaching people, working in the business, doing the podcast. So talk to us, like, what does your typical day look like? What, what are some of your your habits and routines? Like, like what time do you wake up? Like, what does that look like? Uh, I'm probably the exception in that I don't <laughs> – I wake up whenever I wake up. I don't – I try <laughs> not to have an alarm unless I absolutely need to. Um, most days that's around 8 a.m. Um, I'm a night owl by, by trade, so I'm usually up till midnight or 1 or sometimes 2. But uh, one of the, for me, one of the most important things about not having a job anymore was that I hated waking up to an alarm. Like it literally, like, I don't know, I cannot describe why, but it like, it's like, like, the, wor- like, it's like the worst part of the whole thing. Even though I liked what I was doing, it was like that, right? So I, I don't. But a few of the things that I try to make time for every single day, regardless of when I get going and, and my days uh, look like that. Number one is I try to meditate for about 10 minutes. I will be straight with everyone listening. I'm not very good at it, but I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. Um, I spent about 10 minutes uh, just focused on me, um, j- just that there. Uh, I try to, to try to get in a workout. I've been doing Orange Theory lately. I don't know if anyone's an Orange Theory fan, but I generally enjoy it. It's been a, uh, it's a very different workout, so I, I enjoy that. And then most importantly is I try to block out um, with all the different things I have doing. I try to block out chunks of time so that I don't have to switch between everything all the time. So, you know, I've got, I'll have a two or three hour chunk that I'm only working on 
not necessarily one thing, but one set of activities. So if, if that's prospecting for clients or if that's business development or if that's podcasting or if that's whatever, that block of time is for that thing and that thing alone, even if there's multiple things I'm doing within that block. And I've, I found that to be very effective for you, my use of time and my own sanity, to be honest. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm glad you shared that because, you know, people look at someone like yourself who's getting a lot done and they wonder why. There's always a system, and, there's all, and that's why I think it's valuable to have to get mentors because you can, if you, if you can adopt a similar system, you can start getting things done as well. So I'm glad you shared that with our audience. So, so now we're coming to Ted's favorite part of the show. It's called Write This Down. That's right. Ted's favorite part of the show. And so this is where we each share a specific takeaway from today's episode that we want our entrepreneur followers to write down and go back and ultimately implement in their business and in their lives. So, Bob, you're our, our guest of honor today. So, so what is your takeaway that you want to leave the people with? Don't buy the cheetah pants unless they fit. <laughs> yeah, I took mine. That was mine. <laughs> um, no, but, but yeah, uh, I, I think in today's day and age, there is a plethora of advice and opinions, especially opinions. So try them on. Don't be afraid to try them on. But it doesn't mean you have to buy them. You don't have to add them to your even add them to your car. You can just admire them from the from the rack. <laughs> Good. Try them on. No, it's interesting. I, I think you may be the first guest that's really highlighted that key point about hey, everybody's going to give you opinions, but you don't necessarily have to take the opinion and run with it and, and make these radical changes just based off of somebody's input. So, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. He's all, all he's right. All. He's also the first guest to, to reference cheetah pants. Like in our yeah, there you go. Three plus episodes. <laughs> this is the episode of first. This is a historic moment. I won't stand up and show you my cheetah pants, I promise. No. All right. <laughs> Thank we're, you. We're, we're good, Bob. We're good. <laughs> we really appreciate that. We're good. You know, I you know, I just um I don't know, I just think that the biggest thing in, in, in any of this stuff is is just being able to just start making progress. And we talk about that all the time, Eric. I mean, in several shows, it's, it's, it's progress, whether it's in a, your business or your podcast, or you're just trying to, you know, it's in your professional development. It's, it's, it's making some, you know, making progress. And how do you make progress? You know, is it, you know, is it, uh, it's a wide range of things. It's, you know, it's, it's reading others that have done it, books from others that have done it. It's getting mentors and coaches. It's, it's trial and error, right? Like, you know, I mean, cause again, you know, it's your, it's your vision, right? It's your, it's your thing, you know? So sometimes, you know, you have to, you know, just do what, you know, what's work, what works best for you and, you know, and, and you can always change it, right? If you, you know, if you, you start without a logo, Bob, eventually you can put a logo out there or you can come, you can come in with version 2.0 of your, of your logo, right? But just don't let anything kind of stand in the way of, of you making making progress, making strides, you know, moving uh, you know, moving forward. So yeah, just you know, just start just start moving, you know, figure some of that stuff out. You know, it's almost like they say you gotta 
sometimes you you you're driving the bus and and fixing it at the same the same time. I don't I don't like the same when people are like you're you're flying a plane and fixing it at the same time. I don't I don't like that one. I like the I like you're driving the bus and, and fixing it at the same time. No, that's great. So, so driving the bus and fixing it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and the other thing is kind of that whole ready, fire, aim. You know, you're not focused on perfection. You're, you just focus on progress, like you said. And, so my, and if my, my thing for write this down is something I've said on this show before. I've said it in other arenas. I'm going to say it again because it really ties in to Bob's message. And if you can really master this, it's a key step to getting out of your own way. And, and here it is. Write this down. Don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Yeah, I mean, that's the key. You know, what, what can you do? What's the, what's the next step you can take? It, it can be a small step. It doesn't have to be gigantic. And if it's starting a podcast, you don't have to have all the technology figured out 100%. You know, but there's, there's a next step you can take. You know, you, you can call somebody who's a successful podcaster. That's, that counts. Right. And they can they can help you to uh, get down that journey. So I, I think that's so important. Focus like we all three have said it in a different way, but we, we, the key is really focusing on progress. And I like how Bob talked about, you know, excellence is really where it's at. Right. Just focus on being excellent, not being perfect. No, yeah, that's a and I guess it's kind of like a restaurant. Right. If your logo sucks, but you got great food. <laughs> Nobody care, Bob, don't nobody care about that logo? They're not even thinking about the logo. I still, I still have dreams about this barbecue joint somewhere between Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. Could not tell you the name of the place or whatever, but oh man, it was it delicious. And it's just like, literally like, it's a shack off the side of the highway. And like, oh, yeah. if there's smoke out the back, he's cooking. If not, he's not. And there's no hours, there's no website, there's no phone number, there's no logo. But man, I still think about that. I'm like, man, I gotta, get, I gotta make that drive and see if it's still there sometime. He's probably got more business than he knows what to do with. Wow. Absolutely. And then some, something else to think about is a lot of times, I, I think you, you know more than you think you do. Mm. Right? If, if you're, you know, you're getting coached, you're reading books, you're going. And in a lot of instances, you may know more than 75% of the people in your niche on that particular area. And, and you're, you think you need to be at 100%, but you know more than most. You know you have enough information to move forward. You know, it's just about taking that next step. And look, and look, and, and how many people have we gone back to check to see if they're really an expert? Right. I mean, if you think about it. Right. Sure. Somebody will come in and present and they'll be like, yeah, we got Eric Twiggs in here today presenting on this subject about procrastination. Man, Eric would be procrastinating all the time, but he's up there, he's speaking. They put his bio up there and we're listening to what he's saying and taking notes. Just get going. Mike has the power sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the key is just getting started. And I think you'll course correct. You'll get better over time. And before you know it, you'll, you'll be in an excellent place. So, Bob, how can people connect with you to get the book, and listen to the podcast, and get more information from you? Yeah, so you can check me out on 
literally any social social media network at the T-H-E or the, depending on where you're from, however you say it, uh, the Bob McIntosh. Uh, Facebook, Instagram are probably my two most uh, used, but also on LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, all the places, or just head to thebobmacintosh.com and you can find there. And Macintosh does not have an A for any of you listening. So it's M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. And uh, I would love if, if you're listening or watching this and you found some great information, just drop me a message and let me know because uh, I always want to know who I'm impacting and where, where I'm impacting them from. So appreciate all of your time. Yeah, we have comments from a uh, Walter Ellerby, and he said, "He said, like, are you? Is there opportunities? I guess that you may come to, you know, various locations to, you know, I guess to speak." He says he's in Charlotte, so perfect, Walter. I'll, I'll send you a message. I'm sure we can figure something out. Fantastic. All right. Well, this has just been another excellent episode of the Thirty Minute Hour podcast. Uh, we certainly want to thank Bob for everything he's shared, and uh, now we're, we're all ready to stop getting in our way and getting in our own way and just move forward to what we, re what we really should be doing. Uh, and so don't forget to share the show, like we said. Share the show. That's right. Got to share the show. Hopefully we helped you to laugh, to learn, and to level up. So please make sure you share the show. And don't forget, and this is one of those shows you definitely want to do this, right? Don't forget to go back and listen to the replay. Go back on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and any of those places and go back and listen to all the great information that Bob provided us with today. And, and so that, that's our show for this time. time. Time goes by when you're having fun. So that's our show. We definitely look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, have a great one.